one to a very special episode of Mod Talks. I know we say that all the time. Yeah, but this is the first video. Yeah, so this is still video. special. So, you know, look if you guys don't look, like though. it. Ooh. Ooh-wee. We just got these babies. Amazon $20 special right here. You guys don't know, but we've actually been more ghetto about it until now. So this one is very special because we're going to be doing a video. But also um, balanced out by like a, uh, I don't know, 45-year-old TV here. See that, guys? Where did this come from? Didn't we get this from your apartment? I think so, yeah. When the other one broke? Yeah. Probably. Uh, welcome, everyone, to Mod Talks, the only aftermarket podcast on the internet. I'm Iran. And I'm Jason. And Jason. we are here Jason. for episode 12. Yeah. 12. So uh, we're back. Threat Level Midnight. Threat Level Midnight. That's the name. Midnight for 12. We knew it right away. So today, you're actually going to be uh, steering this little catamaran. Mm. <laughs> we're going to drown for sure. <laughs> Make <laughs> sure stupid wire is plugged in. Yeah, so um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to our ops guy, Mike. Yeah. And he brought up an interesting point because he's a youngin. Yeah, a youngin. youngins. And, uh, guy who doesn't watch he Friends. Was talking about, <laughs> he was talking about, um, like, uh, he didn't even bring up the muscle car aspect. I just kind of thought about that. But, like, for example, I have... Like the RX-7 was important for me to kind of relive that, even if you know, um, you know, even if I don't keep the car necessarily, but like to to sort of relive that nostalgia as a kid and like yeah. our dads um, who had muscle cars, you know, like that generation that get the. It's like you get to an age where you can actually afford it and build it properly, and like our age now, we can get these JDM cars, build them, you know, kind of do them justice. Yeah, but you know. I'm, you know, like, I, I wonder, like, let's say my kid is into cars, right? So you go ahead 25 years from now. What will, what will they be into? Because it's always cool for, like, like, we think muscle cars are cool because we think we're being, like, super uh, indie and, like, yeah. uh, kitschy. Like, you know, like, oh, oh, I'm into muscle cars only because uh, it's, like, 60s <laughs> and, like, you know. But um, I, I wonder, like, if, if kids... Because it, it sounds crazy to say this, mm-hmm. but like the RX-7, for example, it's a 25, well, 26, but let's say 25-year-old car, right? Right. Now, 25 years from now, it'll be a 50-year-old car, which is insane. Yeah, but crazy. Like, so when my, kid, when my kid is 25, and let's say he gets a car or something, or whoever's kid, let's say, let's say 25, like this generation, 25 years from now, mm. like, are they going to be looking at like an early 90s JDM car? Will they even still be around? Like, will they, will, they, will, they, will there be even enough, like, maintenance parts and spare cars to actually keep these going? Sure. Will there be, will they be into muscle cars? You know, like, what, or will they be into, like, let's say the new Supra, like the new Supra that's coming out, yeah. for example. Or exactly. even the BRZ. Yeah. Or even the Evo or the STI of this generation. In 25 years, it'll be 25 year old like shitbox at that point, exactly, right? Yeah. Like as good as you think of an Evo or a Super, or any of these cars in 25 years, if they're not maintained, they'll be shitboxes. Yeah. So they're either going to be well maintained or rebuilt ones that are enthusiast cars, or right. they'll be like shitty cars that they have to like rebuild. Will they be into this generation? Like what generation of car? Will they be into like legit like flying? fucking spaceship cars or like who knows what they're going to be into no i think they're always going to be i think any like enthusiast that's around will always be into the more golden age car of that time 
So no one's going to go too far back because every day it gets harder and harder to go too far back. But, but that's not true, though, because it's such a huge muscle, well, especially in the States, at least. But, like, it's a major muscle car scene, right? Like, we're not part of it because we really don't touch that. But, yeah. like, year one and, you know, any of these, I mean, like, you, there's so much muscle-related stuff in the States. Like, cars, yeah, enthusiasts, but only because- technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying, the muscle car... Yeah, I mean, those have had more time to age, too. So, like, you have a lot of those cars that are, like, very old. Like, old, old, not 25 years old kind of yeah. thing. Like, the you know, the golden age of muscle cars. <clears throat> so, I think that maybe... Well, the golden age would be mid-60s. Oh, mid, let's say, yeah, like, exactly. for muscle... Mid-60s to 72. Yeah. But JDM is, like, 25 years. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's also about having time to catch up. But it also Do you think they'll where. remain... Like, for example, muscle cars, right? 65... Let's say, or let's say a 19, I don't know, 67 yeah. or 69 till now, that's 50 years, right? Yeah. So that's a 50-year-old car. So in 25 years, will something like the RX-7 or the NSX or the 300, you know, or the Mitsu 3000 GT or like the Evo 1 and 2 and the first STIs mm. and all that, will those be like... 50-year-old golden era cars at Yeah, but you know what? Maybe not as widely agreed. Um, I don't mean like widely agreed. Like a lot of people I agree. I mean my friend widely agrees. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a dad joke, man. That's a shit dad joke. That's a shit dad joke, too. Um, So, yeah, I think that it may not be quite as widespread in North America. Right. Just because American muscle cars were born here. Mm -hmm. But, well, not in Canada, but, you know, in uh, North America. Well, that's true. They they still were. Like, you know, you have certain cars, like the Beaumont. It's a Canadian car, but it's still like a, you know. Yeah. But, like, those cars, I think they started here, so they're always going to have a bigger place. JDM cars, I think the same thing will be happening, like, in Japan. Like, it's already happening now. I think it's much more passion there because they came from there. Yeah. And I think we're kind of just riding that wave. Like, yeah, people yeah. like us just like it too. But I think it's definitely more rare. But as far as, like, liking cars that are past, mm-hmm. I think it'll pretty much be this. I don't know if JDM will be, like, the next American muscle, but it'll be one of those enthusiast-preferred cars. Well, especially like that era, like right? Currents. Let's say, like, 89 to 94. <clears throat> yeah. That five-year span, a exactly. lot of those cars... But enthusiasts don't really like current cars. Like even the ones who have new JDM cars, we first complain about it for a while, and then we buy them, and then we like them. But like no one really likes it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's true. Everyone complained about the Evo when it first came out. The big thing was the engine. STI it was, it wasn't constantly. An ST- yeah, STI is like never-ending. Literally. Like every model comes out, they're like, I hate it. And then somehow they yeah. pop up everywhere. And now it's like a huge seller. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, that that's a great segue to the next point is... I think one of the things with the STI and not to sort of ostracize any of our customers or piss them off or whatever is just that stock, it's not the nicest car anymore. That I 2015 think is, plus. That's where the comments come from, I think. I like the older ones a lot more. The newer ones really look like a Toyota Corolla, right? They all do. Except, like well, all yeah. cars do. It's just all the same shit now. But when you modify it... yeah with what's out there, especially like the Varus in particular is one that I really, or even the charge speed, they have really nice bumpers. Yeah. Completely changes the car. True. And like, man, the STI is done properly. 
it's stunning. It's like really one of the nicest cars. Like every yeah. time I see one, I'm like, man, I because you know what it is. I think when it comes out, everyone's like, I hate it. I hate it. Aftermarket support comes yeah, in. Yeah, the wheels, showing it wheels off. right away. Wheels and lowered. Yeah, always changes the car, and then you get the lip. Or you the know what bumper. it is though. I think wheels and lowering is so much more important on cars like Evo and STI because they're four door sedans. Yeah, it, it really. It. Like yeah, you it's, really it's true. need it. And that, and that kind of was like a topic that you and I were talking about today. Yeah, was how the aftermarket, um, you know, like it's it's always there, but like car manufacturers now mm. are taking a, away a little bit what the aftermarket industry does the way better than OEM. Yeah, like look at the Type R. You know, it's it's it's, it's overdone like up. Yeah. Even everywhere too, like wheels are even done up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the, the, and they're but they're not nice. They're like they're like cheesy versions of yeah. what could be much better. Because the automotive market has to stabilize. They have to like compensate with a little bit of balance you yeah. know, between how much money they're spending and how cool it's going to be. But aftermarket doesn't have that limitation. You can do whatever. Yeah, you, want. you can do whatever you want. You could turn it into whatever you want. And like, yeah, that's why. Like, I I really truly like the super platform because. The car is not out of control extreme. It's still pretty smooth. It's not too outlandish. Yeah. And then you look at the Rocket Bunny kit or the Panem kit that came, or any of the stuff that's coming out, or even just wheels, or even just the wing. Mm. Like, the aftermarket is still allowing you to customize that car and turn it into something different. Yeah. The BRZ, like you have, or the FRS, or the 86, or whatever. Yeah. Up to now is is such a, a, a nice platform. It's simple. It's a clean slate. And then you can, any little thing that you do is nice. Yeah. Where, like, we looked at the prototype for the new BRZ, or not BRZ, 86 or whatever, and yeah. it's, like, ridiculous, you know? Yeah, it's just, just trying much. to go in, like, too much. Like, I don't want, you know, no you offense to Toyota. You could see though. They could see that they, like, saw the FKA, probably, and the Supra, and they're like, oh, we really got to, Oh, we like, better do that. Out. Like, why? And it's you know what? They look. do a worse job of it, because, like, Always. when you look at what Varus or Chargebeat or C-West or any of these major, like, aero companies, there's many others, like, I'm just... just three off the top of yeah. my head, but, um, rocket bunny, like, uh, whatever Liberty walk. Like there's so many, like you see what they do with the car. It gives you a chance to turn it into something a little bit different. Exactly. Like I don't want Honda or Mazda or like Mitsubishi or Subaru. I don't want them to decide my wheels and aftermarket exactly. fate because this is my chance to personalize the car. Yeah. Whether it's, just a lip kit and then str- like we were talking about, you know, if I had an FRS or BRZ, we're talking about the, the Rising 2 kit or the C-West or the Charge B or whatever. But then we talk about Daryl and LV2 who did just the Rising 1, a crazy wrap on the car. Yeah. The super nice Euro wing and the hood and wheels. Yeah. But like an everyday daily driven car and it's like stunning. It's just a lip kit and wheels right. and lowered and whatever. But like, man, did ever come <clears throat> like it's it, totally different car right? yeah totally different so like don't take that don't take that away from the like these enthusiast car like if you if you're a manufacturer you have to know that certain cars are going to be enthusiast cars yeah i think it's almost as if they're not putting us as priority in their plans and which it, hurts yeah and you know what you know it's a great example of that actually the tight the civic is a fantastic example of that yeah where they they tried to do this like outlandish kind of like super wild kind of styling and everything. Yeah. And they screwed. I, I would love to talk to Honda and ask why they screwed they up. They probably so, looked at the aftermarket. Like, how at, can we make this look like that? Did you see the back door? 
And thankfully, thankfully, Varus fixed it. Yeah. There is just an add-on piece to put on the back door that completes the rear fender. Okay. Well, look at look at a stock Type R. Yeah. The rear fender comes, and then it stops at the rear door. Like, That's as so if they weird. forgot to do it. It's hideous. I find it's, like, the most hideous thing. And Varus actually made the final finishing piece for the rear fender that completes it on the door. And when you see the Varus car, you're like, oh, I get it. It, may, it, it actually ties it together much better. Yeah. And then the side underboards and like a little, some of the Varus stuff, but even just that one piece, it's like, okay, this is not your specialty. You screwed it up. Yeah. Let the aftermarket do it properly. Right. Because they like, it's like, almost like Varus was like, listen guys, nice try. Well, we have to like fix it here. Cause you, you really screwed it up. Yeah, like, exactly. The rear fender. And like, to me, if I had a type R first, first <laughs> thing, I, I wouldn't be able to look at it in my driveway if I didn't do that rear piece on the door. Cause mm. I find it, it like my OCD goes into full overdrive. Yeah. I look in the oh, and it's like this rear door with this piece missing. It's like, man, this is terrible. Yeah, this doesn't make sense. And no. like, if you're gonna make a car that you're clearly gearing toward enthusiasts, yeah, then do it so that enthusiasts can work. Get with a chance, exactly. Don't like you're, just, you're catering to. Don't their, be like your job's done. You're catering to their hobby. It's, yeah, it's a hobby car. Other and the thing I hate the most, and I and I hate this, is every wheel on almost every stock car is hideous. Yeah. yeah. There's not a single nice stock wheel. I don't well, care what they really, anyone says. They have like levels. I'd say that some are at least like there's effort and some are just abysmal. I just, I can't eat. Like they me, must have tried to make it shit. Sometimes like I, I try to price out different cars that I might get, you know, as my next car. Like yeah. I, I know the Outlander is not going to last forever. So I look and like, obviously, I, you know, I want to get something fun and. Almot deserves the best. Almut. Almut. Al Newton. <laughs> and, um. Sorry, we're sniveling and coughing. Yeah. Jason took us all down sick. Week. Sean's not even here. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's dead. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I look and, like, every time, like, I was even looking at the 370Z and stuff. I'm like, you know what? Just absolute. Uh, the only reason I would go for the sport on the 370Z, yeah. and I still hate the wheels. I hate the wheels on all of them. Yeah. Hideous. Yeah. Like, legitimately Absolutely. hideous. I don't care you know if they're Nismo matter, or though, NK or whatever. We were just talking the ra- about this. The Rays, they're terrible. Yeah, the Rays are shit. They're but, terrible. like, we were just talking about this on my car because uh, I think you guys probably know at this point, but we're going to be putting on wheels onto my car, and uh, we have a bunch of other parts coming in. And we were just talking about how we were going to put the wheels on, and I think that even if the wheel is nice... Like, it's going to be tough to make the fitment and the flush and all that work perfectly, you know? Like, again, that's a job for aftermarket. So even when you have nice wheels, it's like... But it is. It's, you know, they can only make... Unless you go two or three-piece where you can actually... Yeah. And even actually some three-piece, it depends on the disc and the manufacturer. But, like, two-piece where it's a welded welded in the barrel, they can essentially do any offset, right? So you have that level where you can actually choose whatever offset. But when it comes to one-piece and three-piece... The offsets are sort of predetermined. It's like a, you know, they in one piece, they have to make molds and forge wheels and many, like they can't make a million molds, right? It's a, they have production cycles. They can't do it. It's just yeah, not a possibility. Exactly. And three pieces based on like a factor of like the disc type and where the barrel is. Anyways, that's like a mathematical equation with like clearance. Anyways, yeah. But the, the, <clears throat> there's only so many that you can do, right? So yeah. sometimes you have to, it sucks Ideally, when you buy wheels, you don't want to run a spacer. But if you got to put a three mil slip on to make to to put it where you want, it's not the end of the world, you know. Yeah. Like you don't want to necessarily run big spacers if you don't have to, you know. But it's it's really not a big deal, especially for like regular daily driving street cars, and you know, yeah. like little cares, man. That's another thing too. They don't know what you're going to use the car for. 
So it just creates a lot of problems where like they couldn't possibly anticipate, yeah. and it's almost as if the FKA tried. Well, that yeah, and it's like like it's it, like we know what you'll want when you get this car. You won't have to touch yeah. it. Yeah, like, impossible. But then you see like the Voltex wing, and it's like so much nicer, and like there's like a yeah, lot of things. Yeah, and the FKA so much is nicer. like a popular car to modify. Yeah. So obviously, it's still a thing. The 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 bottom line is that in terms of like cars that have come out, <coughs> it's. It's like a masterpiece, right? In, in like in terms of performance and stuff. Yeah, this is like a front wheel drive car outperforming much. Like you, on paper, you would never think that a front wheel drive could do what it does, and it like outperforms Evos, STIs. Like it's, yeah. this thing is like a monster, right? It's true. So like, let the guys, especially the Civic culture, especially Type R, like the the heritage, let the guys do the aftermarket, like the aftermarket modifying. Don't yeah. like pretend like you know what you're doing like the wheels like i was looking at the honda factory the hfp performance like it's just so stupid looking imagine honda approaches us after listening to this podcast which of course they're going to do yeah yeah and they're just like we heard all of your your suggestions and queries and they give us an fk8 and they fly us to meet uh whoever it is Ooh, we didn't even announce it aberfeldy 12 i know we already did this once but it's that good what can we say? It's a repeat. We're creatures of habit. Is this the one that I really like? Why don't you liked? just swig me a bit? Was this the uh, one that I really liked? Yeah, that one you liked, but the one you really liked was the uh, Arbolor 12. Oh, Arbolor. You're a big one on that. I, I, I gave you a, da, a Dahan boy there. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. It's a David Dahan, uh, Iran's dad. So I'm going to cut I'm gonna cut what we're talking about now so yeah. I can hide this in there. How do you feel about playing a little fucking Russian roulette? Uh... Like, actually? <laughs> Legitly. Um, Here it goes. Okay. So my uh, girlfriend, Aline, mm. she listens to every few podcasts. Not every one of them, but most. That's offensive. Well, in all fairness, Chelsea has listened to none. So Exactly right. And um, so I guess it's like an equal risk. We really don't know if she'll listen to this one. Okay. So what I'll say Ooh. is that uh, I'll announce that I'm actually going to propose pretty soon. To the lady of my dreams. Oh, boy. I already have the this ring. This is bold. This is bold as this shit, because if she hears it, <laughs> holy crap. Actually, this is a great way to see if she actually listened or not. Yeah, and if you do, then um, consider this your proposal, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be somehow on one knee behind her at the moment. Uh, That's huge. Wow. Now we'll bury the lead. What's that? Move on. We'll bury it. Now we'll move on, and we'll see if she picks it up. Well. Uh, Huge. Actually, ironically, this exact scenario played out last night in a show I watched, like identical. Is this the sense, Selling Sunset? No, no, no. That's just a ridiculous show. But uh, sh- uh, you ever heard of the show called Chopped on the Food Network? They yeah. You get a basket of like random ingredients, whatever. Of course you watch the Food Network. Oh, religiously. Of course. Religiously. Beat Bobby Flay. Do you uh, keep chop- like uh, post-its of, of uh, recipes that I you take actually, down? this won't surprise you either. I have like a... Um, for cooking, especially recipes, like I only need to hear it once and it's in there forever. Mm. Like I could just see it and then replicate it. That's a great skill set to have. It has so many real world uses, you know? While cooking, for one. Or like if someone has a gun to your head and they're like, tell me the last recipe you saw on Chopped. I'll be like... You uh, won't die. Okay. It'll be like uh, rice crispy treats, uh, saltwater taffy, uh, uh, What octopus. kind of bullshit show uh, is this? A <laughs> uh, squid ink. squid ink. <laughs> He's like, what They're fucking all shitty ingredients all the time. They're always the worst. Um, There's a Friends reference in there. Mike wouldn't get it. Yeah. But uh, the guy actually proposed to his... He said, oh, this guy was amazingly cocky, too. Oof. Like, 
he thought he was he got kicked out seconds four uh four rounds no wait, three rounds basically okay. like is four people and then the last two and then someone wins they win 10 grand he first round he's and they're like they ask each person like what um if you win the money, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to ask my girlfriend to propose. He's like, whatever the hell her name was, uh, will you marry me? And they're like, oh, my God, it's our first proposal. It gets kicked out second round. Oh and he thought God. he was going to win. He's like, he's like, and, and they go, like, meet each other out. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, my dish, it was, it was really one of the best. Like, thought it was a, gets booted out. Yeah, I guess you can get a proposal. Uh, well, I guess she did, but. Uh, Who wants one from a loser? <laughs> 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 uh, look at our fancy uh, logo, eh? I don't know if you guys have been looking at Actually, that. Actually, that's... You screwed up. That should have said, will you marry me? You should have had like a oh, slideshow. We should have said nothing. Have that on the screen. The whole time. See what happens. The whole time. I actually bet like a good 500 bucks that you wouldn't notice. Well, I mean, I looked at the camera before. You can't really see the logo, so... I think you can. I mean... You just couldn't see the pictures on the screen because they sure, were small. But, I mean, yeah, maybe the logo is better. Yeah, it's very it's very just black on white. Very can easy. you just do it like quick on Sketchpad? And yeah, just... we can just like do an intermission every time we just show the Sketchpad yeah. of the logo. Uh, I have old school. Yeah, what's the next topic on that little... Old school. That mean legal pad? Uh, old school means because uh, it's, it's hand... I'm the only one that like lives by handwritten yeah, notes. this is not how we generally do it. No, but sure. I do. It feels... You know what? Look at this. You want you want some satisfaction? You give it a little check mark. It's done. Check mark. That's pretty satisfying, actually. Um, I think I had a poem uh, for oh. the first topic. It was classic cars. Well, I was like wondering about like cars. You know, of course. classic cars to dads, JDM cars to lads. Their lads. Uh, what will be the next fads for the next? Jen's Mercedes Benz. Uh, I don't know if you guys know. I don't know how we've never mentioned it, but Jason is actually a pretty good slam poet. And uh, it's just a talent, I guess, that'll never be the discovered. The Mercedes Benz is also a statement. It's like, that's the that's my call. That's my, like, it's the next one. <laughs> Anywho. Um, uh, last topic. Yeah. Uh, was kind of like. Did we do more than one? Well, we're on third one Oh, we're now. on third. Yeah. That's nice. It feels um, good. The, uh, it was kind of in our conversation before we were talking about how, like, uh, at this age, like, I just don't want to get into too crazy, like your car, for example, right? Like, you daily drive your car. You don't want to do anything too nuts because, like, when you start getting to a certain level, it does become increasingly, you drive it in the winter, so there's, like, yeah, a limit, true. right? Yeah. So we're not, you know, we're keeping, we're keeping it more... On the on the ba- back to basics. Back to basics. So I live by it. Yeah, but it's funny how nowadays because a lot of cars are turbo, you know, they turbo or super well, mostly turbo. Yeah. Um, so most guys when they get these cars, the focus right away is bolt-ons, tune, and like you know or whatever, more or less bolt-ons, tune. Yeah. Crank out whatever they can get out of the power, and like the more older school mods, which these guys still do, but it's always kind of happens later. Yeah. Like strut tower, uh, yeah. you know, lowering either coilovers or not ridiculous springs. Like we're talking like normal, an inch or less dropping springs. Sure. So you don't destroy your struts. Just to like for for guys that daily drive that don't want coilovers, just for that look. Yeah, a uh, little bit nicer wheels or better brakes or like the the sort of like 
when cars, when tuning wasn't like is available. Yeah. When there wasn't like, um, you know, Cobb or any of these like off the shelf tunes or even e-tuning. Like yeah, now true. e-tuning is so easy or you send your ECU yeah, in to get mapped. And all that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it wasn't as easy. So you kind of did whatever you could. Yeah. Like low, like lighter wheels, better wheels, unsprung weight, lighter brakes, yeah. you know, strut tower, stiff in the car like that. You kind of like handling or like a bit of power that you get from the cat back or, you know, that kind of stuff, like more old school. Yeah. I think it's that that's kind of where I'm at too. Like any car I get, you know, it's going to be a lot of that stuff before I really start getting into any other crazy stuff. Well, it does also go to show that having a plan for your car is so beneficial because you're able to make better decisions that might end up costing you less and saving you money on something that you didn't need or that wouldn't have suited your purpose. It is, it is kind of cool to be able to think like, wait a second, like, what am I going to do with this car? Because it really helps you from the onset. You said, I'm I'm going to daily this. I'm driving it in the winter, which is uncommon for a rear wheel drive, like little car. I'm an uncommon guy. Hey, listen, what are you going to do? Yeah. You got to give you credit where credit is due for driving that thing in the winter and nothing happened. Good good, good tires on there. So whatever. Um, but you know, you had a plan. You're like, this is a daily car. So I'm going to do like a short shifter, like a good one, the bushing. So it's not just like a short shifter. It's like yeah. the whole feel, a weighted shift knob, uh, strut tower, which I don't think we did yet. Right. We don't no, strut tower. Not yet. We did the exhaust. Yeah. Exhaust, like the basics, the real basics. We're going to put wheels on really yeah. good tires, really good Toyo tires. Like probably they're going to, that alone is going to be night and day for handling. Oh yeah, these um, tires just slide. Yeah, yeah, no, this Constantly. is like this is a whole different. You could turn so whole slowly. Different ball game. Yeah. Slide. The, the Prox is a sport. Yeah, they're a lot wider. Um, wheels. Yeah, we could say it now. The wheels. Yeah. Oh yeah, fifty-seven transcends. Fifty-seven transcends. Uh, we'll it was uh, gunmetal. We drew. Whatever the hell it's called, they're super dark gunmetal. I think yeah. is the official name. And they have a nice silver lid on it. It's oh, really nice. Uh, really, really the nice. The Ray's logo Classy. is machined out of the casting, so it's white. Yeah. With Rally Blue, it's going to look good. I think it's going to be absolutely I would have like, done stunning. three colors only to fit the whole mechanical theme, which would have been bronze, steel, silver, or gunmetal. That would have been the three I would have done. Have you announced the wing that you're getting? Uh, I think we talked about it, but again, it is already arrived. So yeah, we got the yeah. Leg Sport uh, Duckbill Spoiler. Super really nice. good. Like, like really that's a classic. Damn, exactly. Like your yeah. car. That that's the other thing too is, it's always people get mixed up. It's like, you know, you have this kind of car and you're daily driving it. Don't start doing things that are going to compromise that, right? Yeah. Like exactly. If you're daily driving your car, you don't need a lot of power because half the time you're in traffic or it's just ridiculous. Like I, yeah. I don't, there's no chance to really like open it up or like, and like I mentioned today, right. With an underpowered car, like the BRZ, every power increase is actually felt. Yeah. Or every mod is felt. Yeah. And, uh, like the exhaust, I I swear I legit feel the difference because it's, you're starting from such a low spot. You really feel everything. No, it's it's, easy. And you know, like as long as you can get to 120 kilometers an hour or 65 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, whatever. As long as you can get to there, man, that, that's pretty much what you're doing most of the time anyway. It's very, yeah. unless you're truly, like truly, truly tracking or drag racing or, or, or autocrossing or something yeah. often, like on the weekends, <clears throat> even the weekends or Friday nights once a week. Look, then I understand. Then it's like, 
it's sort of your hobby and like not like to some extent like your sport or whatever you do. Yeah. Like I get it at that point that then it makes a little more sense. But if you're literally getting in your car point A to point B and you mm. just want to have a fun time or like, you know, it's an enjoyable, like you like the, the feel and what you yeah. don't need that much power because realistically, where are you going? Exactly. And my favorite part about it is that even when we do the intake and we'll do like the TRD uh, fins, the fender fins. Yep. I love those. I want to get those. Um, even the door stabilizer the should help. The Rowan is or nice the too. Yep. When we do all that stuff and you'll have, we'll have the wheels, we'll have the wing and all that. <laughs> Aside from like using the exhaust unintelligently, like just firing it up when in the wrong spaces, yeah. a cop would not know the difference between stock and that. It'll look pretty stock. It's because... Like it'll look just really nice and he'll just be like, that's, that's a nice BRZ, but he won't be able to put his finger right. on what we did. You know? But that's what a lot of people don't realize. Once you stance out and your wheels are like, you know, negative seven camber yeah. or like whatever or more and all that kind of like you're just you're just putting a target on yourself. And honestly, just just, that, you don't get to enjoy the car. Exactly. Either. Like, honestly, with my past, like it's just it's the worst thing to have is just people on you all the time. You don't like all the things you modified your car for. You can't do because you're terrified and you have to watch out for that's when right. you're going to be there. But like if you're doing it intelligently, like if, if that's your goal is to yep. have a car like that. And I'm just personally someone who likes the understated look. Yeah. Then it really just goes to show the flexibility of the aftermarket where you don't just have to, it doesn't mean that, like, if you go to aftermarket, it doesn't mean that your only goal has to be going crazy. Yeah. You can actually up the underclass, the under, like, you know, the That's understatedness right. of your car with the right moves. You know, like, now the car could be understated like it is now, but in a much nicer way. Yeah. You know, like, the wheels will be nice That's flush right. and, like, yeah. the wing will be a little bit more. Like, if anything, I think the wing it comes with is more aftermarket seeming than the duck bill. Cause it's just like, it's kind it of is. like a small extreme that but that's is another thing. See, we both, we both hate the wing on your hate car it. because it's like, it's not really a wing. No. Like either put one. Yeah. Like either put one. Yeah. Or just don't. Exactly. Just forget it. it the car is, is more than okay without a wing at all. Just that's what I mean. It like it's like a little rinky dink, stupid looking wing. Like, and if just I'm, don't put one and on, if I'm honestly, not mistaken, I think the first one didn't come with a wing. The no, they didn't. No, so I don't understand why. Why are you doing this? I know. Is it like, another attempt like, at the aftermarket? Yeah, like, and it's another so huge lame. fail, just giant fail. I I actually would like to put a blog post. Uh, this is official. We're gonna put a blog post, and we're gonna get pictures of every like so quote unquote um, like sort of aftermarket sports car attempt that these guys do. Yeah. On the cars, and we're gonna document it. Yeah, seriously. And I, I want like so the, the people that, that designed these cars to be like, look, this is not the aftermarket. You're not doing it right. Stop, exactly. stop. Just stop. Don't do any more. Yeah. Just make a nice car. You know what you need to do and stop, <laughs> stop there. Exactly. And, like, and what I like is like, even when it's understated, like whatever the style you get, there's more put into it than what the, what the automotive industry would put into it. Like even the leg sport one, which is understated, I'd say... Easily one of the most understated duckbill spoilers out there for the uh, for the BRZ because well, it's made for a not wide body, a non wide body for a non wide body, and even the way that it flips up yeah. is is less intense than others. And even then, even with that sort of like understated, clearly the purpose is not for racing and stuff. The head of leg sport actually, fun fact, used to be uh, a race car driver for That's Toyota, right. and everything he does. He'll literally get parts in and then he'll modify them according to specs that he experienced. and That he knows works. Exactly. And he'll do it even with 
duck bills like that, yep. where like it's it's the main purpose is supposed to be just a nice classy upgrade exactly. that allows you to avoid something you may not like. That's but right. even then, there's function. And automotive would never do both. They would never provide you with both. That's the issue. It's impossible. Yeah. They couldn't do it. No, we're gonna. That's gonna be a funny blog post. I have so many. I have like fifty things in my head right now of just like, <laughs> why did you even bother? <laughs> Wheels, like there could be like a hundred wheels. Like I was just thinking of wheels that come on new cars. I'm like, Honestly, I mean, as much as like people... who who actually likes these though? I, I, that's what I want to know. Yeah. Like when I, I'll be quite honest. When I started here, I was way more. I was less into the aesthetic side of things. Yeah. I was always yeah, like more of a mechanical engine, engine yeah. power, uh, but I built like drag cars and like you know stuff exactly. like that. So it was different. Like to me, the wheels. I just like black wheels on a black car, and that was enough as long as they were nice. And yeah. But, you know, the more I got into it and I started looking and seeing these wheels, especially on cars, I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, they're, they're like night and day nicer than anything you can get stock, you know, like. I actually think deep down your love for aesthetics started with your first car. The, oh, the Tempest. Tempest. I mean, that yeah. is an aesthetic silver bullet. beauty, if I can name one. The Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet. Anything but. <laughs> <laughs> We've uh, wasted everyone's time enough once again. So. Yeah. Um, so a couple of notes, guys. Uh, finally, spring is hitting. We're not trapped in winter anymore. So a lot, a lot of cool stuff coming your way. Um, oh, uh, a tick. Tick for the final <laughs> subject for those who aren't watching the video. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be heading to Driven Show uh, very soon, May 11th in Toronto, uh, Toronto Congress Center. Uh, the show is 1 to 7 p.m. Uh, you should get your tickets as soon as you can. Um, if you're displaying there and you need any last-minute things, give us a shout. We'll try to help you out. Um, we even actually interviewed um, the creator of Driven Show, Mark Cito, uh, last episode, which is coming out probably in about a couple days, Wednesday, I think. So uh, fun thing to check out there. Of course, I'd be, I'd be warning you about this retroactively because by the time you've heard this, you would have already heard the other. But if you haven't, hopefully you'll just go backward in time and, and listen to this one having ruined everything because you're only going to listen to this one first, then that one second. Wow. We're like in a parallel universe. This is like a Justice League parallel universe. It's like the OA. It's like the OA. Uh, Jason's yes. obsessed with the uh, OA now. Multiverse. What do you want? You can, we do the, uh, can we do the, the, <coughs> the stupid movements? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Did you finish it? Or are you still watching? Oh, I have finished. Wow, fast, <laughs> very fast. Oh, and a blast. <laughs> I binged it in so, multiverse. Uh, yeah, guys, so uh, that's what's coming up. Uh, we're going to be in Halifax for the Driven Show as well, uh, but that's coming later on in September, so we'll have more updates for you. And we're going to be bringing, hopefully, Jason's RX-7. Still some prep work to be done. We're going to be taking you behind uh, the scenes to check it out. I think that's um, understating a little bit of prep work. This is like a... From the grit video to now is a, a like uh, a it's full actually, other yeah. phase of build. It's going to be another great episode of grit because you're going to see the nightmare Jason goes through to get this car ready. Because it's like fully mechanically ready, but like the aesthetics are just, they're really good, but not to my OCD. <laughs> well, they're mainly good because it's just a hot car. Yeah, but like the stuff, like the, the powder well, coating. The, the Weds SA10s. Yeah, it's like hot. the wheels are really good. Yeah. Um, like the seats, the cage. Are you the, painting the car? Yeah, repainting, Oof. but there's like carbon, like specific hood, specific like underboards, like rear diffuser from feed, like a lot of like, it's a whole, it's like picture like all the insanity I did to now. Yeah. And I don't want a wide body because I don't want to cut it. I don't want to no, ruin it. Right? I agree. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping the philosophy of sort of like your car, like exactly. the, the regular 
but like to the to, but to the extreme level. Yeah. So it's like everything I did to now, but aesthetics. Yeah, same as you took with the Tempest, the exact same thing. Oh, Tempest. You're just man. repeating it. Tempest was uh, the 88. By the way, just in case you guys look up and see a good looking one, it's the 88. Oh yeah, just no, to make 1988. sure. 1988. Yeah. Um, the golden year, as they call it. Oh, uh, that thing had a. Uh, oh, the the front seat is. Um, was it that? Um, it was popular in the 80s, that like uh, velvet-looking seat material. Yeah, but gray. Ooh. But the front... Like a nice velvet blazer. Yeah, but the front was a bench. Ooh. Like it's a seat right across. Really? Yeah. At the front? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, you could fit three people in the front. Just an added No center pleasure. console. No, no need. Yeah, listen. Anyway. That's it. That's it, boys. So uh, we'll catch and you girls, soon. And girls, you're, you're very uh, sexist. Actually, 96% of our market is, uh, is men. Yeah, well, it's still 4%. Now, 4%, why don't you girls come over here? We'll talk it through. That's actually also very sexist as well. I just can't keep myself out of it. <laughs> okay, let's Later, guys. Now.